0: Welcome to the Self Project Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Martin. I'm a transformation and human design guide who is passionate about guiding women to be the most authentic versions of themselves. This podcast is all about self-discovery, self-empowerment, wellness, healing, parenting, mental health, spirituality, you name it, we're going to talk about it. This podcast and this space is all about helping you along on your own self-project journey. So welcome, let's sit back and we'll dive right in today. Welcome back to the show today. I am so excited to be able to welcome Emily Oliver, aka Happy Emmy, which I can't wait to hear a little bit more about that. And Emmy is um, a coach for professional women's in their thirties and forties. So she also is a Reiki master and I can't wait to hear just more of your story. And I'd really love to just um, kind of start with Emmy. Again, thank you for being here today. I would love to know where you got the, the nickname Happy Emmy. I can already kind of see it because people can't see us on camera. Like she's got this you know huge smile on her face and just this really great energy about her. So I can only imagine where you got the nickname but I'd love to hear the story.
1: Yeah, so thank you first of all for having me on today. Um, I got the name Happy Emmy from my mentor, actually. So her name was Amy, is Amy, and mine is Emily. And so we would just kind of make it fun and be like, okay, Happy Emmy and Happy Amy are getting together to discuss positive psychology and do those types of things. Uh, Actually, since then, I've kind of dropped the Happy Emmy because as a young coach, people do tend to take me more seriously when i just go with the full you know emily oliver name um and as a happiness coach so many people will look at me and say oh like you're young and pretty and you've always been happy why would i want to you know explore happiness with you and i've actually had to start telling my story oh i've, I've not always been happy emmy <laughs> so yes i'm totally happy emmy uh but I wasn't always happy Emily. And now I am sophisticated Emily of Golds Garden.
0: <laughs> I absolutely love that. All the facets of Emily, so not just happily Emily, but multifaceted. Um, but I, you know, I love that you bring up too that it wasn't always this way, right? You know, you see people look at you and they make this assumption that, you know, you're young. Like you, you know, haven't had life experiences or you know, whatever it is that assumption that they make. So I would just kind of love to hear more. Like you said, it wasn't always this way for you. You just mind sharing a little bit more of your story with us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wouldn't say I was a troubled youth, <laughs> but I would say that I had a flair for the dramatic. I was a theater kid. Um, all of my friends were guys, uh, you know, and I just, I would, I would listen to emotional music, you know, it was all about the emo, feelings so deep, everything. And then I ended up uh, experiencing a lot of adversity and loss at a very young age. Uh, I even was told that there's a term for that, like the black widow syndrome. I had lost multiple partners at a very young age, like my high school boyfriend, my college boyfriend. Um, And then when I graduated, college I moved to Philadelphia next to a close friend that I worked with and he ended up passing away and both my siblings um, struggled with addiction and are in recovery and doing great now but you know at a very young age I I had gone through so much and I discovered positive psychology in college and learned to meditate and you know learned that there was actually a science that goes into, you know, what's right with people rather than diagnosing what's wrong with people. And I was so fascinated by it. And I began applying it to my life and meditating and taking every course this professor had to offer. And it was the first time I felt really good in my own body, in my own skin. Um, It was the first time I could really look at myself in the mirror and be like, damn, girl, (laughs) You've had a rough go of it. Like, let's give you some love and let's keep going. Um, But then like so many people do after college, I was like, well, what now? My whole life I had been told what to do. uh, And now I have to make this decision for myself. So I ended up, you know, not following my heart or gut or intuition and going into the corporate world. And five years into it, I... Quit. I was unfulfilled. And I called it my quarter life crisis. I was like, you know, I'm leaving. Uh, this isn't what makes me happy. I'm going to go be a happiness coach. And as you can imagine, everybody thought I was nuts. <laughs> so that's kind of the beginning to my story. And, and then I did it. I went uh, and studied with happiness for humankind in San Francisco. And was trained to give her the programs from that company, the happiness makeover, the upward spiral program. And then, you know, as as we do as entrepreneurs, you kind of find your own path and integrate what speaks to you uh, to deliver what what really fulfills you and where your passion is.
0: So I I absolutely love how you say, you know, you took all these pieces of the things that like you learned, what resonated with you, what didn't, because that's exactly what we do as entrepreneurs. That's exactly how I feel like I've come about, you know, my style of coaching and the different things that I incorporate as well. It's like, oh, I liked this piece of this. Well, what about, you know, marrying it with this and how do we work it all together? So I absolutely love that. Um, You know, I also want to, you know, touch on just, uh, first of all, saying thank you for sharing your story. Um, you know, like you said, we don't realize when we first see somebody, we don't know their story. You know, we don't know the the things that they've been through, the the experiences, the trauma that you've experienced in that, in in losing partners, multiple partners like that. Um, you know, there's of. Obviously, trauma that's going to occur with that and healing that you know you've had to do around that. So thank you for sharing that so vulnerably with us. And um, you know, like you said, you choose you chose this route of happiness, you know. It took a while to get there. I felt that way in my journey too. Like it took me a long time to figure this out, but um, you know, I I am, I'm figuring it out. <laughs> just the same as you are. And then we want to share this with everybody else. So one thing I kind of wanted to touch on is kind of circle back around to positive psychology. I wrote a little note about it and you talked about, I loved how you said this, the science of, I think you said the science of what's right and not like looking at what's wrong with us. Did I say that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like 90% of psychology is kind of diagnosing mental illness and psych- positive psychology is mental wellness. You know, it's, it's okay. Where, where are our strengths? Uh, what makes us happy? Gratitude. Like everything that goes into that um, was just so fascinating to me that this is actually a science. And if you use it, you can improve your life.
0: Oh, right. The fact that, like you said, it's a science because, you know, I've heard of it as, or thought of it as like, you know, mindfulness and, and things like this, but to know that there's an actual, like you said, a science for it of, of positive psychology. So um, like you said, you, you learned that you began applying it. What are some of the things that you, that, that really stood out for you that you really started um, you know, was it like any methods or like tips that you really started applying that started changing your life?
1: Yeah. So, it's all about mindset, right? You, it's very hard to understand when you have a negative mindset that you feel like life is happening to you. The world is unkind to me, but when you start realizing, Hey, I'm the one creating my environment, you know, that's just a context of what I'm putting into my life. Uh, it's, it's really interesting shift. So when I began incorporating gratitude and appreciation, uh, I just had so much more to be grateful for and to appreciate. Um, and, you know, people always try and like work on their weaknesses. If I was better at this, but there we have weaknesses and strengths for a reason. Not everybody is supposed to be good at the same things. So when I began saying, hey, actually, my job right now is i'm using all of my weaknesses and white knuckling it like i'm doing okay but i kind of hate it and you know then i and then looking at what my strengths were and connectedness and positivity and uh gathering of information i was like i want to do something that comes naturally that i find flow in um because it's just a better way of living life's too short to try and work on your weaknesses rather than really immerse yourself in your strengths.
0: Such an interesting way to think about that. You know, as you're, as you were speaking, you know, how often, and I do this, you know, I do this myself, you know, uh, like, like podcasting. When I first started, it was so awkward for me. Don't like public speaking. I trip over my words. I still do. I still lose my train of thought, <laughs> it's, but um, you know, when I first started this, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a way for me again to like work on this weakness, which was a good thing because it is something that I wanted to work on. But then after that, it was kind of like, okay, what's the next thing that I really suck at that I can work on instead of looking at it, like where, what's something that I'm actually really good at? And how can I like build upon that? How can I explore that more? Um, just, like different avenues of that or uh maybe I'm really good like with communication is the word that's coming up for me like I'm really good with like um kind of like emotional communication like with my kids how can I explore um you know more of that and bringing more of that into like our family and then you know out into the world and whatever. I hope that's making sense. But I just, I love that you bring that up. But like you said, exploring more of what we're already good at instead of always looking at our weaknesses and thinking that we have to fix something.
1: Yeah. If we're actively engaging in our strengths, we are happier. That's just, there's so much research around that. So, you know, you can say, okay, well, what are my strengths? And you can ask other people too. Like, the Michigan School of Business does a phenomenal job of having uh, their students reach out to their ten closest people or twenty closest, you know, friends, family members, coworkers, and ask them, "What are my top three strengths in your eyes? And can you provide a situation in which you've seen me use them?" And then it's not just coming from you, like, "Okay, like I'm kind and honest," and you know, if ten people tell you you're brave you know, that's just data. Like if you don't believe it, if you don't see it in yourself, but everybody else sees it in you, you can kind of begin to wrap your head around it and say, you know what? I am brave. I am a loyal friend. I am funny. Like, you know, all of those types of things. And it's just so beautiful. So to answer your question before, you know, I started actively engaging in my strengths. I began a gratitude practice, which has kind of morphed into, like, like I love sending appreciation letters. Uh, I love just doing like a handwritten note of gratitude to somebody or if it's their birthday or something and just, you know, gush all in it because I, one of my strengths is communication and I just love making my friends and family cry. (laughs) I'm the happiness coach who makes them all cry. No, and I'll just write like how grateful I am To them, to have them in my life, and then I feel so good because I have done this thing. That isn't like instant gratification because they're not going to receive it for a week or two. But I've I've uplifted my mood by doing this act of kindness by expressing gratitude, and then you know a couple of weeks later, I get a mood boost when they reach out to me like, "Oh my gosh, I just got your note. I needed that today." Um so that's so strengths is one gratitude and kindness is two and then you know just one of the most popular positive psychology exercises is the three good things method so there's even an app for it called three good things where you just record three good things that happened to you in your day um and I like to go the extra mile and say like how I contributed to it. So, you know, I had a great workout today and I contributed to it because I got my butt to the gym, you know, um, my child had a great performance today and I contributed to it because I, you know, paid for those acting lessons or whatever it is, you know? Um, and this is just such an amazing way to kind of grow your, appreciation for your life and exercise that muscle because the negative screams at you and the positive only whispers. And if you deliberately recall the positive, then you start noticing it more and more in your life. And you kind of tone down that negativity bias a little bit because you know, you're going to feel good and get that boost of dopamine or serotonin when you are thinking like ooh this is going to be on my list tonight like this is an amazing thing
0: i absolutely love that i do something similar i i've been calling it like um a manifested list and so it's like you know all the great things that happen for the day and it keeps me looking you know just for the good things in the day but i love how you take it a step further and like How did I contribute to that? Because mine's just a simple like, oh, like this happened or this showed up or, you know, whatever it is, Um, but not taking into account what we might have done to be the catalyst for, you know, that thing to appear in your life or whatever it is. But, um, so I like that. I'm like, ooh, could I incorporate that into my nightly manifested list and how I contributed to it because then I also feel like that's really empowering for ourselves as well to look at and say like, hey, I did this thing that, you know, this action that contributed towards manifesting this opportunity that I wanted or the day that I wanted to have or that intention that I set or,
1: Yeah.
0: Please incorporate it. Right. So I really love that. Just taking it a step further. So I I would really love to know. um, So when you are coaching other women, like what are you, what are you kind of guiding them through? Like where, where are you taking them? Um, I know that you're kind of uh, guiding them to like these happiness, like I, you say, happiness makeovers, right? I love that. Just like, you know, what's your process of taking them through this, this journey? If that question kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah, it does. So I have different offerings and the happiness makeover developed by Dr. Amy Cojé and happiness for humankind is the creme de la creme. It's you step into your empowerment. Uh, you experience frequent positive mood. You become more resilient because that's the crux of sustainable happiness. So like how quick can you bounce back from adversity? Um, And then the fourth step is contentment and the fifth is bliss. So working with women on this, uh, people don't realize that there's something called the broaden and build theory of Positive emotions, and this was developed by a positive psychologist, Barbara Fredrickson. And it states that the more positive emotions you have in your day, you're able to broaden um, and show up in the best way possible. So, what does that mean? That means, you know, if for every one negative emotion you have three positive emotions, you're more readily able to access your tools to move through things. to um, like your your eyesight even increases, like it's, you know how when something really negative happens and you almost have like a laser focus and you're like in fight or flight mode and it's really hard to think about anything else? Almost the opposite happens when you're feeling really positive. You are able to show up in the best way possible because you're able to access all of your resources and broaden and build from there. Um, so that was a little tangent on that. <laughs> But working with me, the biggest thing I've noticed is, when you can harness the present moment, um, so I'll ask my clients like, "What percent of time are you in the moment?" And what, And on average, the average American is only in the moment 53 percent of the time, and this was Harvard Research. So that means like half of your life, you're not really thinking about what it is you're doing and emotions such as anger and regret and sadness often stem from the past. So if you're thinking about the past, you may experience regret and sadness or like anger and feelings such as fear and worry and hopelessness usually occur when you are, you know, thinking about the future. Negative about the future. So something as simple as really honing in on your present moment awareness practice can really empower you to not really indulge in those negative emotions as much. Like obviously they still come up and, you know, I'm not saying don't ever, if something sad happens, you can be sad, but <laughs> you know, you do have the power over how much of that you choose and you can really do your best to be in the present moment. So that's one of the things that people say coming out that is a tool that they'll bring with them for life. And it, and it gets you like half of your life back.
0: (laughs) That's crazy. I actually am surprised that it's as high as 53% when you said that I'm like, wow, I'm actually surprised it's that high because you know, at least for me, um, honestly, like before COVID, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of people say this COVID was kind of like that stop in time that people, you know, really got them to kind of stay take a step back and and look at how things were operating in their life. But um, you know, for me it was just a lot of running around, a lot of busyness from here to there and kids to practice to school to like making dinner. And it, it was just like this this blur, it felt like. So um, you know in which I could never be present in it. Because again, I was always worrying about the future. Who needed to go where tomorrow? What did we need to get done? Like, where's your, you know, where's your pants? Where's your shoes? Like, you know, all of those things. So um I just kind of was like, wow, I'm surprised that it's actually that high. And it kind of made me chuckle. Um, but, uh, you know, I-, I love that I keep hearing this over and over again, just letting yourself get back. Uh, to the present moment and just be involved in the present moment. And the funny thing that I've seen too is it seems um, our society has kind of pushed us away from that in a way. Um, I'm just going to reflect on like we uh, took a camping vacation this last weekend, and you know, with my husband's job, sometimes he'll get you know calls or have to bring work home or or things like this, um, you know. But we'll be camping and. I'm like, you need that relaxation time to like be able to unplug, to be able to uh, be present. But then it's like at the same time, sometimes he will say like, I feel like I can't be present or be fully unplugged because there's like this, un you know, said expectation that we need to be on all the time or we need to, you know, be available or you know, something, something like that. I had a point that I was getting to with that, and I kind of lost it.
1: <laughs> it's so sad. Like on vacation, so many people say it takes a couple of days to get into it, and then that's that's a shame because it's over, you know. And like we're meant to exist in nature, so when we work all day in our offices doing this, and we go into nature, it's it's like oh my gosh (laughs) this is so different and you have to adjust to things just you know being at the point of the year that we're at everything is an adjustment um I was just talking with some I, I know you know Brene Brown with her FFTs her freaking first times like everything feels like an adjustment you know instead of fomo it's fogo you know fear of going out and and we're just we're like oh my gosh this feels like the first time i'm an extrovert but now i'm afraid of going out because my brain is like danger danger and you're like quiet brain i know you're just doing your job but we're safe here
0: <laughs> you know? yes yes so i just um Yeah, I really hope that we could start seeing that shift and that swing, uh, you know, back away towards where we feel like we can be present. And there's not like a guilt or a worry or like um, just a lingering cloud or voice in the back of your head for actually being able to be present. I think that's the point I was trying to make. (laughs) I'll wrap it back around. Um, So like you said, you have several different programs, or is that correct? You work one-to-one with um, other women, but you have several programs that you do. Is that correct?
1: Yes, it is. Um, So I am a holistic happiness coach. So I provide a holistic framework to sustain happiness. Uh, So in addition to the coaching, I do Reiki every other session for certain programs like the happiness makeover um because that's such an empowering tool right to be able to heal yourself and your own energy and um release negative energy so you know it's a whole mind body spirit thing so the cerebral coaching part is is the mind uh but as we know our minds can be really negative we have like 60,000 thoughts a day on average, 80% of them are negative and 90% are repetitive. So I actually tend to try and not go into the brain too much and kind of go into the heart space and say, you know, what, what does your heart want? Like what, like follow your heart, follow what's within you and do heart-based coaching. Um, but so, yeah, so I do Reiki. Uh, as an integration. And then I also partner with Amari, the mental wellness company, which is the global leader in healing the gut brain axis. So, you know, all of your, most of your happy chemicals are produced in your gut, your dopamine, your serotonin, and you know us Americans, we got leaky gut. Like our guts are all sorts of messed up. And so if you can like heal your gut, Because people will say, "Okay, I have these tools. I'm feeling really empowered. I'm feeling really good." But it's still my metabolism is slow. My you know, and so being able to address the whole body and and kind of start fresh and reboot it is a beautiful way to really allow yourself to emerge with your best foot forward.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Just more and more and more. um, You know, we're seeing. Uh, just more like talking about more knowledge, all of that, of this, the, the gut brain connection. So I absolutely love that you are incorporating that to help teach people because you said, um, I don't remember the exact statistic, but like we said they found most of the nerves run from, you know, the stomach up to the brain and not the other way around. So um, just the processes and the amounts of information that the gut processes and sends to us is incredible. So I love that you incorporate that.
1: Right. And, and I partnered with this company because they talked about us having three brains, you know, the feeling brain, which is your heart, the sensing brain, which is your gut and the thinking brain, which is your actual brain. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, that's how I talk about it. So (laughs) this is very much in alignment with what I do. And
0: I love it. So if somebody was to want to come and work with you or come and follow you on social media, where are they able to follow, to find you at?
1: Yeah. So my website is goalsgarden.com. Um, I have the most fun with my Instagram. So goals underscore garden is my Instagram handle. And um, yeah, people can set up a free discovery session and kind of learn a little bit more about this. Um, And I know in your show notes, I would love to offer a free guide to living in the moment that people can download as well.
0: Awesome. We will... We will link that up in show notes. So you will be able to scroll down and straight away connect with Emily and go and download the free guides. Thank you so much for offering that. I love when um, we get to have a gift like that from you. So
1: being here today, so, you know, the law of attraction give and receive. you'll never, you'll never go hungry if you are always <laughs> giving, right?
0: Yes. The law of uh, reciprocity. Um, I would just kind of love as as we close out if you just kind of had any final words or a final message or any final tips for anybody that might be listening to us today yeah
1: my final message would just be to be kind to yourself start talking to yourself like you would talk to a friend or even a person you respect so many of us don't realize how negative our self-talk is and so I just love to you know bring that up to people listen to the way you're speaking to yourself because you might be listening
0: Mm, such an important message so Emily I just have to say thank you so 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 much for being here today for sharing with us I feel like I know I've taken a page full of notes. So I know that anybody that is listening, is just going to be able to take away so much from this episode. So if you are listening, please come and let Emily and I know how you uh, resonated with this episode, your takeaways, we would love to connect with you. And again, Emily, thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you, Christy.
0: Thank you for joining me today for the self project podcast. Come and connect with me over on Instagram at underscore Christy Martin. And let me know what your takeaways were and what you want to hear more of. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of these awesome episodes. Leave a review if you love the show and I will see you next time.